Hi, Jay Mueller from the Bad Producer Podcast Network. Before this episode of Team Effort, a quick update on a few things that are happening with Bad Producer. Ed Cavalier has a new football podcast, Two Up Top, with Cavalier and Rushton. It's the audio version of Ed and Max's A-League video series. You can catch them each week on the A-League website, aleague.com.au. Ross Noble has a new episode of Ross Noble Podcast available. Still no Shania Twain talk, but Leo Sayer does feature prominently in the latest episode. When Ash finishes in the jungle, he'll jump straight back into the ATP podcast, the Ash Tennis Podcast podcast. Ash has an incredible ability to remember tennis matches, including the gear worn by the players of each match. If you like tennis, if you like Ash, then this is for you. Finally, Dilruk Jayasinghe and Dilruk's Mad Stacks. It's our finance podcast, kind of. It should not be considered proper financial advice. Rather, it's Dilruk Jayasinghe sharing the stories of where he went financially wrong so you can get financially right. Check out everything on the Bad Producer Podcast Network at badproducerproductions.com. That's enough from me. Now, team effort. Before this episode of Team Effort, some updates. There is a link to the Sizzletown YouTube channel in the show notes. There you can find all of the Sizzletown episodes and episodes of the Get This Podcast. Matt Dower has done an exceptional job of making these shows available. Please check them out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and, of course, subscribe and listen to Sizzletown wherever you listen to podcasts. Ross Noble Podcast continues to deconstruct music clips. So far, he has worked his way through clips by The Weeknd, Cliff Richard, and Halsey, as well as a tangent, no surprise there, into a Celtic metal band, Skyclad. And I can also tell you this, Ross sent me an email on Friday with some things he's recorded in his home studio as bonus content. Can't wait to share it with you. We'll get it out there very soon. EKP features Ed talking a little bit of everything. Recent eps feature Tom Gleisner, Tony Martin, Max Rushton, and something Ed calls the format fixers. Love the format fixers. Everything from TV to sport to events. You got a format? Ed's going to fix it. EKP and Ross Noble Podcast and Team Effort, all part of the Bad Producer Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at badproducerproductions.com. No spoilers here, but Ash is sporting a brand new look in this episode of Team Effort. If you want to see it, head to Instagram. J. Bill Mueller is where you can find a picture of Ash and his new fashion trend. That's enough from me. Now, here's Ed, Ash, Tony, and Ross, and the Team Effort. Everybody record. Recording. Recording here. Clap aboard, clap. Whoop, that was out. And that was out too. And welcome back into the team effort. I'm Ed Cavalier. You've just heard us miss a clap sync. With me, as always, is the man with the buttons and the beard, Jay Mueller. Hello, Howdy. Jay. Yeah. Hello. Hit me upside the head with some theme music, please, Mr. Squeaks. <laughs> yes, we're trying. We're going to try and do it. Our first guest today has a fish tank full of eggs. He's the former owner of an actual tank. And he's all up in that sweet, sweet Gold Battlefield Earth merch action. Uh, the second the borders open, this man has a 3,458-date tour planned. And fair play to, can you join me in joining in to get lit with the Celtic Metal Master, Ross Snowball. Hello, 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 hello. 
Here he comes, and off the top rope is our second guest. He's already regretting a deal he's done with Yahoo. He's ridden the Bondi COVID wave the right way by spending his time in illegal saunas and stealing Wi-Fi from local protein ball companies. Oh, and he's also stealing their protein balls as well. I have a sneaking suspicion he's using clandestine footage from Channel 9 Christmas videos for his own financial gain. There's a phrase you don't hear often, but I'm sure it's the truth. Rent's due, so we better get nice and juicy with Mr. Ash Williams. Yes, yeah, it's, oh, it's always a tough day. Yeah, right. Rent day's a tough day. Our final guest today loves to get crazy. Crazy on the Blu-ray, man. The hard stuff. His walking tour of Melbourne has uncovered some truly disturbing signage. One of the voices soon to be heard on Lessons with Lewis's Cat Cam World Cup, I believe, and a voice <laughs> never to be heard on Sky News. Let's say, what up, Mr. Tony Martin? Yes, Mr. Sports. If it's a sport involving a kitten, I'm there. There he is, and there's plenty of them. Well, guys, we're doing it. We're all we're via a thousand locations. We appreciate you. We're recording from all different types. Uh, but let's get straight into it. Ash, I understand it's rent day. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> My housemate's concerned. Why? Um, about two months ago, I was a few days late with rent, mm. and um, he started sending me some messages oh. saying, are you all good with rent? Mm. And I wasn't. And... Um, what I thought I would do mm-hmm. to appease his fears mm-hmm. is leave an old bank balance out from 2016. Do you remember when I was rich? Oh, 100 grand in the bank. Oh, Tony, don't you remember? It was on this very podcast we revealed he had 100 large in the bank. It was from selling his own furniture and claiming he was someone else, <laughs> wasn't it? Jake's fire sale. <laughs> That's it. What I've been doing is leaving an old bank balance out mm. conspicuously Brilliant. in the apartment. Brilliant. And ever since I've been doing that, it's hunky-dory around here. Yes. I've blacked out the year. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, it does lead us to the question at hand. Do you have the rent? Just. Yeah, it's just, baby. Just is a yes where I come from. Because wouldn't a massive bank balance make him even keener to get the rent <laughs> pronto? Oh, oh, he's got a lot of money. I won't bother asking for that rent. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll leave it. There was a comedian back in the uh, in the nineties who used to uh, who used to play around the UK, and his big thing was uh, he would leave a. This wasn't me, by the way. I'm just let me put that out there. <laughs> um, and what he used to do was he would uh, he had a camper van. And he was, and it was all about seducing the ladies, right? It was all mm. about that. So what he used to do was he would, he had a check, a false check for a thousand pounds from like uh, just some random person. And then like when he got a lady into the camper van, he called, "What's a check for a thousand pounds?" Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've just been paid, but I'll cash it later on. And it was just yeah. uh, lying around like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's you know, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, that's great, Ash. Why not do that too? Why not have Why not have a big novelty check in the living room? Ash Williams, pay to you know the giant ones, Tony, the ones you get handed at the end of a game show. Why not go all out? <laughs> oh no! Do, do, exactly. why, why not make it out? Why not make it out to a charity? Make oh, it out to a charity, right? Genius. Get big check, and then when when the landlord's round or the ladies are round, say, "What's that mm. massive check?" You go, "Oh, I've got it. That's for the orphans, but I haven't given it to them yet." <laughs> Yeah. And get the yeah. local mayor to present you with the check wow. just to give it authenticity. <laughs> You're going to have to get somebody to yeah. pretend. You, you you might have to fork out, say, $100 to a, like a bogus mayor 
Yeah. You know, but that's worth <laughs> it. That's, that's worth well, it. I could get Pete Smith. He'll do it. Oh, now, now there is the actual mayor. Well, speaking of uh, Pete, speaking of Pete Smith, um, Ash, let's stay with the live deals. Uh, we need to just, I know he wanted to have a sip of his coffee, but I appreciate you putting it down. Ash, tell us, uh, where's the Patreon at, uh, at the moment for the Ash Williams show? Well, it's always swings and roundabouts, Eddie. You can't get too emotional with Patreon. That's what I've learned. Yep. Uh, just keep moving. We're going well. We've got 158 patrons. Wow. I don't like to divulge the amount, Ed, Okay. Uh, even though you know it. Okay. But it's going well, mate. Is As it true? As you said, we're, we're doing exclusive content. Yeah. I'm sending private links. And I sent you one the other day, and you said to me, that's on YouTube. So yeah. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> what um, do people on the, the top level get? Like, what's the platinum yeah, exactly. handout? Oh, phone calls. Phone um, calls. Yeah. So, I, mate, I, was, geez, I was in the call center... Uh, about five hours every Saturday. I call people up and just check in on people. Um, that's our main service. It, it, I didn't mean it for, for it to be that, but it's turned out to be just a checking in on people, <laughs> making sure they're okay. And how are they? They're not good. <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> Is this a, a, wow. Have you set up a service that's like the reverse Samaritans? So, like, whereas, like, when people are at their lowest ebb and they, they are better ring a hotline or the salvos or whatever, but you do the opposite. You ring them out of the blue and they're just basically like, I'm, oh, I'm fine, thanks. Well, no, let me just chat to you for a bit. Let's see, yeah. let's see if we can turn this around. <laughs> I have to uh, say, n- can, can I just point out, Ash, Please. I am, it's, it's not you, you. You'll have to forgive me. There's a. We've got a Tyler here, and he's cutting up uh, some concrete out the back. So you'll That's have okay. to. Uh, you'll have to That's forgive okay. the uh, the power tools. Um, so yeah, at the moment, Ash, you, you to me on the on the zoom there. It's you. This is what this is the 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 look that's coming across. You know when you go and have a haircut and you don't yeah. want the uh, and you go, oh, that's a terrible haircut. I need to cover that up with a hat. Well, at the moment, with the glasses and the black top, it's a bit like Andy Warhol isn't happy with his look. Oh, <laughs> son's wig. Andy Warhol, son's yeah. wig. Because yeah. I was going wow, because I was going to say, Tone, to give you an idea, because uh, Tone isn't, of course, tan- Tone's on a landline today course, um, from an oil rig, so he can't <laughs> see us. But we've got, um, what well, I can say, Tone, that uh, Ash has got a white... Well, you describe your look, Ash. I know how I would describe it. Ross has done a pretty good job. But in, in, in specifics of the clothing from uh, top, top to tail, well, what do you got on? So say it's a bar graph. Mm-hmm. The hat is taking up 40% of the bar. Okay. And then you've got 60% left for the face. Yep. You can't really see my eyes. Okay. But I am wearing spectacles, yep. um, which I don't usually do. No. And then I've got my face. <laughs> then yep. I've got my face. I mean, I'm getting a clear picture. That, that's all the proportions. <laughs> but the side, but the, you call them spectacles, but I would call them orange tinted sunglasses. I would say in the, I'd say they're Hunter S. Thompsony. What about the Ross? I, I would say those. I would call those with the sort of the flat cap, uh, uh, you know, baseball cap that he's got on. You know, Tone. Remember the look that Hunter S. Thompson had when he was following the Harley, uh, the Hell's Angels around. That's the oh, look. Oh yes, I, I don't he use... needs a long cigarette holder. Not, yeah, exactly. Sure about the, the, but the glasses have got more of a sort of. Um, to be honest, they've got more of a lady working in a wool shop vibe to me. <laughs> <laughs> got, do you know what I mean? She's she can use her fingers to feel the yarns. Yeah, you know yeah. she can touch the yarns. Oh yeah, that's yeah. dead. That's $4.75, that one. You know, she yeah. can do it with her fingers. 
But she likes to look at the yarns as well. You of course know? she does. You just mentioned Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. I just had a flashback. Did I dream this? Or did Hunter S. Thompson have his corpse fired out of a cannon his ashes, at his own ashes, funeral? Yeah. That Johnny Depp paid for. And we know that because in part of the documents uh, of one of Johnny Depp's divorces, they had to do the old... what it, As his management company, when he was suing them was saying that he was reckless with his money, and one of the items that they cited was that he paid to have Hunter S. Thompson's uh, remains shot out of a cannon. Oh, rem- so it's the ashes. Yeah, I believe the ashes. I don't. It's th- not just his corpse. No, which is amazing. Imagine that. A, a corpse out the cannon. Corpse cannon. There is something you don't... A corpse cannon. Just, just wedged in a tree for all time. You'd want it to be proper rigor mortis, though. Oh yeah, with the rigor mortis, he'd be nice and stiff. Thank you, thank you, Ash. Yeah, you want it? Yeah, you want. You, there's a there's an optimum time, isn't there? You want to just yeah. get it. You want him stiff. <laughs> you want it stiff enough that you get the launch, but you don't want him too degraded that you just that because the last thing you want is just to press fire the cannon and for the spine to go straight through the skull because it's loosened. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because then it comes oh, yeah, out. Yeah, I know, definitely. And it looks like uh, you know, like a martini glass, you know, with an olive on a, an olive on a, a cocktail stick. You get that. You get the martini glass effects. You just want to, you just want to, you, do, you don't want it like thlumping out. You don't want it to no. just like fire no. thlump. You want yeah. it just with that, you know. I, yeah. I would, I, I mean, personally, I would have a, I would use a, a, a car, like a chipboard. I'd get a chipboard, like, smart. supporting board. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the same as when they bury people at sea. You know how they'll, they'll bury people at sea and they'll they'll tip, they'll tip the board up so that yep. the whole body, it sort of yes. slides in. Yes. Because you don't want yes. to be like, because no, most ships have got the handrail. You don't want to be like, one, two, whoop. You don't want to be... Yeah, Lo- you know, like launching caught or s- on the handrail. You don't want to, s- and you don't want to slump into the afterlife. And what about <laughs> if you if you treated yourself as if you were a mannequin? You know, you could do the sort of stand with the rod that sort of you know enters in sort of under the lower back, and that 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 would keep you nice and upright if you were being launched or or no. dropped into the sea. Now here's here's my question, right? When they got rid of the body of uh, Osama bin Laden, which is what we're all thinking about when you said buried at sea. Thank you for bringing it up. Hundred <laughs> percent. It was inevitable. We were, we were on that road, right? So they buried him at sea. Now, uh, in my head, I'm thinking they're on their way back from a Abbottabad, right? They're, yeah. they're flying across. They get over the sea, and then one of the... Uh, does one of the Marines go... SEAL Team, SEAL Team 6, do they go uh, chuck him out, and they throw him out into the ocean? Or do they fly him to an aircraft carrier? Yes, they do. They, you think they flew yeah. him to the aircraft carrier? Yeah, he wasn't pushed out of the helicopter on the way back. He was, because remember, one of the helicopters crashed as well, so it was a bit snug in there. Oh, yeah. So they definitely had, they definitely had, he definitely got back to the boat, the USS Missouri or whatever it was, and then over the side of that. Well, because they were a bit snug, do you think he was like, do you think he was in a body bag or do you think he was just propped up weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> or, lying across, or lying across their laps. Well, as the... As the <laughs> As they flew in, they're just going. Do, do you think? Do you think they got him? And like Osama's head's just out the window, like a dog, <laughs> just his beard, his beard flap, flapping in the breeze. So they got him. So, so you think? Would you, do you think they put him on the dashboard like a bobblehead? <laughs> <laughs> 
So you say body bag. I'd like to think that in the body bag they included a whole lot of those DVDs that they found at his hideout. I knew you were going to say this, Tony. When that, well, I remember when that story came out, and the people were looking for an angle. All right, here we go for a million points. Who can remember some of the DVDs that Osama bin Laden had in the in the compound? There was like romantic comedies. It was things like. You know, 27 dresses or <laughs> failure to launch. Failure or... to launch. <laughs> oh, there's there's a horror film. They brought out a horror film about um, called oh, Zombie. It it's was, a Zombie oh, Bin Laden. Laden. Yeah, Zombie Bin Laden. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a thing. Was um, it good? Did you watch it? I did. You know what? I, n- I never got around to watching it. I've got <laughs> it somewhere, but I haven't, uh, it's, on, it's on my list of... Uh, there's too many Nazi zombie ones. I'm I'm going in order. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what do you know? What's your what's your favorite Nazi zombie film? Oh, I haven't got to the uh, the zombie uh, Nazi playlist yet. I mean, where should I start? <laughs> I mean, I would say uh, Overlord. I mean, that's really? it's not it's not really zombie. To be fair, it's I don't want to give anything away, but but in the in the sort of uh, yeah in the genre of of of. Nazi Nazi horror Overlord is really quite exceptional. Um, wow. The Dead Snow as well. That's that's quite a popular one. Um, Outpost Outpost is, is that's it's, it's low budget, but it's worth a, it's it's, it's if, low budget. Really, if, it's a low budget. Wow, that's if, fascinating. If, if, <laughs> hey Ross, uh, since we last did one of these podcasts, yes. how many new films has Nicolas Cage put out? Oh my god, <laughs> he's got, he's got so many. There's there's a there's a proper there's a proper list coming up. So there's um, uh, Wally's Wonderland. That's the uh, that's the most exciting one. That's what did we discuss this? The animatronic where the animatronics come to life. We discussed it on the uh, Zoom uh, live show that we uh, did. Yes. So so Ash hasn't heard it yet. Yeah. So Wally's Wonderland. He works in a, a theme park and the animatronics come to life. Uh, there's a film uh, in post production called Pig. Where his favorite right. pig gets killed, and he goes on a John Wick style revenge. There's talk of him doing uh, the Tiger King movie. Uh, it's a TV, right? TV series. It's, it's a um, yeah. It's a it's, it's a full. Ironically, that'll have a bigger budget than a lot of the movies he's done recently. So <laughs> and then uh, he's also got one, um, and it's called something. Um, Oh god, what's it called? I forget the exact wording, but it's something like um, the unbearable weight of endless talent. Where, <laughs> where yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Here ma- it is, massive talent. Where he have you got? See, the that description? sounds made up, but that's for real. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent real. He plays himself in a yeah. So he plays himself, I think, at a Hollywood party, and then. Maybe people turn to zombies and he has to kick ass. That's right. Uh, here it is. Here, I've got IMDb. Go on. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but soon takes on the role of an action hero when things get dangerous at the event. <laughs> wow. I'd like that. You know, the only person who has a longer IMDb and more films per year than Nicolas Cage is Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah, he churned them out, didn't he? It's amazing. Like, go to his page. It is incredible. There's, like, over 70 films just for the last year alone. (laughs) You're going, that's more than one a week. How do you – okay, question is, so how do you – if you'll say you're Nicolas Cage, has he lost all his money and he just – he's building it back? Because there was that story, remember, a few years ago, I actually bought some castle – 
and then that, and then that you know in the castle business you know that wasn't right. that wasn't great he also bought the most haunted house in america <laughs> <laughs> well there's a film yeah yeah <laughs> unreal estate it could be called like unreal i was talking about nicholas cage yesterday with uh, a beautiful girl Ooh. and you know in face Ooh. off like, can i talk about that Ed? you know in face off how travolta and cage swap faces yeah and the only way he can prove to his wife this is travolta is by doing that face thing yeah yep. you need that in a relationship in case someone steals your face here we go so, ed i'm sure you might have that with Tiff. Yep, absolutely. I now have something okay. similar with a beautiful girl in my okay. life. What is it? Gonna have that. What is it? I can't tell you. No, but you could you could show you could no, I, I, I won't steal it. I promise I won't steal face. your face no. or the move. Just if you do it in the air, I promise I won't steal it. No one Tone's not gonna steal it. Ross no. isn't gonna steal it. Just give us come on, man. We need to see what is the a beautiful girl. This poor beautiful girl, what if something happens to you and we have to say Ash loves you and she's like, oh, you don't know Ash. And we're like, we do know Ash. And then like in Ghost, we have to demonstrate something that only you would know. Yeah. The, the thing about Face Off is that the wife doesn't recognize the body. That's the... Yeah, there's a tough... John Travolta <laughs> and Nicolas Cage, they try to make them look the same. Nah. But Travolta is a tad heftier. Yeah, and, a t- and sort of taller as well. All right, come on, Ash. Just give it, just show us that we, we're not going to steal your face, I promise. Maybe for another time. No, you know no, what, no, Ash? This, you know, I've, this is... No, Rossi, look, uh, look I'm all for the Team Effort podcast. Look, look, but I, look, this girl's very special. Let's Let's tease it. We'll come back Whoa. next time. Patreon? We're going to come up with... Yeah, Patreon. Oh, yeah, why not? If yeah, I join not? Patreon, I'll get it. Yes. Here's, here's why I'm yeah. a little bit... This is the thing I'm most worried about, is that I'm slightly worried that in order to woo these beautiful women, you're basically looking... You're taking all of my conversations and you're going, this will work with the ladies. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Are you just going, hang on, what's... What's that cool story? I mean, I'm married, so you know these these things have had to be retired. You know, are you thinking, what's that? You know, Lothario. What what would he say to the ladies? Oh, he would yeah. talk endlessly about Nicolas Cage films that haven't <laughs> come out yet. And then you're just it's this is a sort of Serrano de Bergerac situation. Oh, yeah. Here we go, Ash. Your response to that? I'll Google Berziak and um, come back to you, but. Um, <laughs> Bergerac? Don't, don't Google Bergerac because that is uh, John Nettles uh, playing a detective on Jersey. And that's, ve- that's, that's very, very different to Serrano de Bergerac. Yeah. yeah. The, there weren't any scenes in Bergerac where he had to sort of run back and forwards conveying messages to ladies <laughs> <laughs> like while solving a crime. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's time now to go live to 1991 television ads for radio. Oh, Hi, we're the D Generation. You know, music oh. is our life, and right now we're choosing songs for our breakfast show. Come on, guys, it's about to start. Oh. Hey, this is good. This is Tony Martin, that popped up on your Twitter. Uh, who are the people? That's all set in a lift and the lift door closes and then the little Spanish flea starts up. Who are the people in that lift? That is the cast of the Degeneration Breakfast Show from about 1990 or 91. So that would be uh, Rob, Tom, Santo, Jane, myself, Mick Malloy, Jason Stevens all in a lift and all filmed on very low res home video yeah yeah absolutely but it looked it was a funny it was like it was funny obviously and 
What was the so would you film your own ads? We were filming our own ads just on a crappy home video camera and we shot I think over 200 commercials. Just like we just run out to the car park and just film some nonsense and send that in and often the TV networks would go this is not good enough quality to be broadcast even late at night amidst the 0055 sex line commercials. <laughs> wow. And so it's so, cuz you know what it's like now is that you know there's a brief and then there's a there's you know there's makeup hair and all that. Oh, but also you've got to run it by the agency. Yeah, that's you've right. Got to com- yeah, we marketing. were just filming rubbish and just putting a caption at the end of it and <laughs> that's an ad for our show and it had they sort of had a live kind of low-rent yeah. feel that matched the shambolic nature of our program. And did they? where do they all exist now? I mean, obviously, someone's taped them off the TV. Do you have a big... I don't ha- I'm sure Tom Gleisner would have them somewhere oh, in his amazing. fortress of solitude, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they're coming from on... You know, you, you wake up every morning and you switch on Twitter and, oh, look, it's me in 1987. Yeah. You never know what's going to be there. People's garages of... DVDs and VHS, it's, it's really sort of becoming, when they're not, people aren't just fighting with each other, it's becoming a bit of like a like a museum to, you know, audiovisual from the past. It's just a gallery of when I had so much more hair. That's all I do. <laughs> the girlfriend comes over and goes, oh, you've got so much more hair. There. <laughs> uh, Tony, it's time now to ask you a, a follow-up question, which is, as part of your walking tour of Melbourne, how is it that if I, let's just say that I was in an industrial estate, how, what are the telltale signs that one of the warehouses is not a warehouse, but in fact a brothel? <laughs> well, that is the fun part because obviously, uh, if you haven't heard, me and the girlfriend are into year 12 of an attempt to walk every street in Amazing. Melbourne. But during COVID, when you're not supposed to be, you know, spreading, mm. uh, we've been going to areas we've been putting off very bleak industrial <laughs> regions of Mordialic and Moorabbin. And yes, a lot of the fun is working out which buildings are, in fact, brothels or relaxation centres. And what are some of the telltales? If I'm, uh, if I sort of have a double meaning like, name, like, uh, you know, uh, spare parts, but it'll be written in a sort of very sexy font. Spare parts, you, but often it's just you, you know are, Shanghai lilies. Are you sure though that you don't just go into into spare parts and just go hello there spare parts and it is just like a load of tradies like with just with like just piles and piles of like fridges, but they're all just wearing lipstick. And he's got, oh no, these are just these are just <laughs> sexy ladies going. Do you need a clutch cable for an eighty-seven Corona? Well, what that what that brings me to though, um, Tony, is an incredible piece of synchronicity between the Ash Williams podcast, the team effort, and the Tony Martin walking experiment. In that you, I believe, followed up on something, Ash. Ash, what was the name of the? Remember what was the name of the massage place, uh, Ash, that you mentioned? The the your favorite massage place? Um, ending of the happy. Ending of the happy. Now, Tony, did we have a chat in the car that you'd seen some update on one of these places? Well, yes, we were talking on this very podcast about a place, I think it would be in Ormond, uh, mm-hmm. on North Road, mm-hmm. that was called Massage Story. That's right, Massage Story, of course. And we the- were joking how many people go in and say, does the story have a happy ending? Yes. Anyway, about a week after that podcast dropped, they changed their name. <laughs> And I'm going, is that because of us? Does team effort wield that kind of clout? Real change. But then 
our walking tour took us a lot further south down towards Heatherton. And we noticed there's another massage place called Massage Story that looks like it's been there for a lot longer. So I'm wondering whether it was just a battle over the name. Oh, like a civil war. Yes, Ross. I was just going to say, maybe there was that thing of like, this massage place was strictly, it was strictly medical style massage. And they were going, oh God, we never thought that this could be misconstrued as in somehow like a sexual thing. And then they've changed the name to Never Ending Story. (laughs) (laughs) And you just, you go in there and there's no suggestion of uh, any sort of happy ending. And if you do suggest it, a big rock man rumbles out (laughs) and just goes, oh, massage, yeah. Yeah. I took my, uh, my wife's car to the windscreen, you know, the chips in the windscreen place, right? Yep. yep. Ne- needed windscreen a- story. That's, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be wiping you all night. That's what it said. And I thought, I thought that's the place for me. Um, so, uh, so I went there to, to get the windscreen uh, replaced. And, I, and it was a large industrial area, mm. southeast of Melbourne. And um, and I was sat I was sat there waiting to pick the car up, and I looked across, and rather than try and cover up the fact that it was uh, you know a house of ill repute, uh, mm. it was the whole of the so you've got, just got industrial unit, industrial unit, industrial unit, and then this one industrial unit had been clad to look like some sort of Playboy mansion. Beautiful. There's an actual a <laughs> mansion. So you're driving along, you're going, all right, right, they build boats in there, they build trailers. Oh, there appears to be some sort of, has Bruce Wayne decided to move into the <laughs> this where he's hiding. industrial area? Yeah. Let's go live to the Ash Williams Show, played off my phone. This is a text that's come through to the Ash Williams Show on the hotline. Ash, what is the hotline number? 0406284954. Not enough dick pics coming through for mine. Let's get some more. <laughs> No, 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 Ed, way too many. Okay. Way too many. <laughs> How many are we at? Oh, brother. It's, it's, you know what? I just got asked today, about half an hour ago, um, I got the hotline. I said, geez, a lot of texts. And the guy in my office said, a lot of dick pics? And I said, yes, they actually are. Um, I reckon I get two, two a week. Okay. Two a week. With an accompanying message or just literally nah. just, no? Nah. No, nah. just pics, bro. And do you and, think they're um, the, of the person or are they from the internet? This will be a bit of fun. No, of the person. Okay. I've never seen them before. I've never seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go live to the Ash Williams show uh, and some texts that have come through. I sobbed when Big sent Carrie that email. I got all the feels. I was traumatized when they crossed paths after he left her at the altar. But then she belted him with her bouquet. I don't know if this person, by the way, is just going to tell the whole film, but uh, let's push on. I always hoped she'd end up with Aiden. You must watch the series if you haven't already. Then we can exchange pros and cons or each love interest. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Kiss. P.S. What's your view on Samantha using herself as a sushi train? Physically impossible, right? P.S.S. Postscript script. Politicians are wank jobs. Nice. Let's start, let's let's <laughs> let's let's dig into this. There's quite a lot going on in there. Who would like to open the batting? I mean, which of those uh, dangles, uh, as it were, is, uh, has caught your attention? Well, you've got a crack at sex in the city, and then you've got a bit of political satire. Yeah. 
<laughs> with the politicians being bank jobs. <laughs> you know, it's going everywhere, that one. Yeah. Ross, your thoughts? Is it Sorry, so was the political satire, was that read from somebody else or was that no. your satire, Ash? That was part of the same text. Yeah, there was there was the same oh, text, see. no digression. It was just, it was, and it was also PSS in in her defence. Right, sorry, I was quite, I was yes, I'm no, still I don't understand I'm, why you're confused. I'm very confused. I'm also <laughs> like, I like. So let me get this right. There's the idea that she's like, she's there's two men she's trying to decide between. One's mm-hmm. got a lovely personality, and the other one's mm-hmm. got a massive schlong and rich. Is right. So so he's rich. Yeah. Right, so he's packing some heat and he's rich. Well, actually, is it? What, do we know the heat situation, Ash, or is it more rich versus non-rich? Uh, well, <laughs> well. to be fair, Aiden's actually not in the film, so we were talking about okay. the movie, but like that, that lady who texted through was talking about the series. Okay. Aiden is, you're right, Aiden's definitely not as rich as big. So okay. I think if we want to dilute it, you can go poor versus rich, okay. personality versus money. Okay. Um, but I think Aiden's a fucking loser. Yeah, fair play. So, it's <laughs> fair comment. That's fair comment. PPS. Yeah, you go with big. There you go. Wow, <laughs> solved it. Why'd I ask? Why'd I bother? You touched on the, the Samantha Sushi Train. You know, we're doing the. I'm doing the Samantha Sushi Train challenge. Explain the Samantha Sushi Train to me. I don't understand it. So you get fully nude. Yep. You lie on a table, yep. and then you cover yourself in sushi, like Samantha does in the movie, and you've got to try and cover your whole body in sushi without letting it fall off your body. And then your love interest or your partner will come home and eat the sushi off your body. That's a lot of sushi though. (laughs) I mean, you're covering your entire body. Are you using like slices of smoked salmon to sort of forming them into a sort of, you know, three piece suit or, or is it literally just nori rolls in all directions on the nori? What are you? Yeah, exactly. Are you, or are you wrapping it? Are you wrapping your, you know, your member? Are you treating your member as, as if it were the Karagi chicken and you're putting rice around it with some seaweed around the top of that? Because, I mean, surely by the time you've eaten all the sushi, the, you're not really going to be up for sex after. <laughs> <laughs> it's be, oh, my God, how much of this is there? Oh, so that- many of those little soy plastic fishes. <laughs> and also, do you have, uh, do you eat them? Do you, because st- the thing that, like in the downstairs area, right, is like, does your partner start... Because you'd sort of want to start with maybe the face, because you just because if you've just got if you've just got like a face covered in fish and you can just see like just an eye looking through, I mean that to me that would be very disconcerting. Like I wouldn't, you know, like if if my wife was there completely naked, because it wouldn't look like her. It would just be like some weird. It'd be a pile of fish with an eye looking out. And you just want to eat it, eat it all. You'd want to at least you'd want to do the you'd want to do the face, but so first, obviously, so that you go, so you're at least getting a read of what's happening between you yeah. and your love yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but also Is someone bringing you hot towels, <laughs> some tongs throughout. I mean, would it be because obviously there's a point because here's the thing, just the basic etiquette of if you say for example. You were going to eat all the sushi, right? It was, you were going to go yep. the whole thing, right? There's a point where with whatever bit you eat last, right, 
that's obviously the bit that your partner is. This might just be because I've been with my wife for like 20 years and I'm looking at it from a different point of view Fair than enough. you. But I'm just saying there would probably be a point where she go, why do you leave that bit to last? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with my yes. left hip nothing wrong with yeah. your left hip i just yeah. she's gone yeah. you've you've yeah. started you know it's like people that some people eat the peas they'll eat and then go for the meat last some yeah. people will eat a bit of meat and a bit of and also That's when right. you when you get down to the business area right are you using chopsticks here because i don't know fascinating fascinating I, question I, I don't know if i want my wife um I, d- I don't know if I want that with with sharp sticks near my undercarriage. Mm. <laughs> Ash, mm. it's so interesting because anyone who's seen the movie Sex in the City, we don't actually see what happens with the sushi train because her boyfriend Smith Jared gets home three hours late and she cracks the shits. So I don't know how it would play out, but I, I assume you'd just be eating it with your mouth. So, so she's- I, that's how I'd want to be eaten. That's no a- chopsticks needed. No implements. No, no eating irons. Just use your mouth, babe. So let me just get this right. So the the that's you see when you said it was just her getting the the fish like eaten off her, you go, oh yeah, fair enough. But the idea that she's what's just for three hours. So for three hours she was lying there, slowly like because because after ten minutes the fish is. Yeah, I know it's not it's, great. It's yeah, off. you're right. You're right. You know, is she on a lazy what? Susan? Are you able to rotate <laughs> for convenience? Well, this is the thing. Ross nailed it. I mean, the sushi went off. Yeah, um, it just wasn't nice. It wasn't edible, and understandably, Samantha was so upset. Yeah, so I mean, that's, I know. Topic yeah, for another. But, but but also, yeah. she she knows nothing. I mean, like, come on. Let's. I think Tony, you you nailed it there. Really, when you say, like. I mean, sushi's nice, right? But let's not let's not be about the bush. You have sushi, you go. That looks like a nice sushi place. I'll have a bit. Like I like, I like a big dinner, right? I, I'm not gonna, yeah. you know. I mean, you, yeah. to be honest, at this at this current stage in my uh, my fitness regime, you need an you you need a banjo shark to fully <laughs> to, <laughs> to fully do my I'll just have the whole banjo shark <laughs> the most annoying shark of all I've reached a point where I'm that happy the text worked this far that we're going to wrap it up there so that we can just clean as clean as a whistle. So I say thank you all. Jay, what have we learned? We've learned a few things. One, Ash Williams has 158 patrons, the highest level of six patron levels. Yep. 50 bucks a month. Uh-huh. Yet all sorts of things. We've also learned that Ash now has a phone center. Yeah. Which he referred to at the beginning That's of the true, episode. Which is, so he's expanding. Call center. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, congratulations, mate. The Wikipedia page for Hunter S. Thompson has a funeral yes. section, yes. and it's fascinating. So they did have a corpse cannon, uh, which shot out the ashes on August 20th, 2005. Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky and Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man were the accompaniment to fireworks of red, white, blue, and um, green. Yes, that's right. Anything about Johnny Depp? Because he did pay for it. Johnny Depp was heavily involved in the production yeah, definitely and paid was for quoted it. by the Associated Press as saying, I'm just doing it to make sure his final wishes are carried out. Yep, definitely paid for it. Now, if you want to be buried at sea in Australia, it's mm. covered by the Environmental Protection Sea Dumping Act of 1981. <laughs> Good act. <laughs> you need to get a permit and you need to be buried at sea at a depth 
greater than 2,000 meters. So oh. if you're considering, all right, all right, this is so, what you need to do. Okay. You do not need a permit to have your ashes scattered at yeah, sea. Yeah, no, you can throw them anywhere you want. You mentioned Osama bin Laden's yes. DVD collection. Yes. The CIA in 2017 released 470,000 pages of documents. Jesus. Some of them detailed the films that were found in his possession. Yeah. In alphabetical order, these are some of them as reported by The Telegraph in the UK. Yes, please. Ants. <laughs> Batman Gotham Knight, which is a Japanese anime version of Batman. Mm. BBC Great Wildlife Moments. <laughs> a copy of Biography, Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. Cars, Chicken Little, CNN Presents World's Most Wanted, Final Fantasy VII, wow. Heroes of Tomorrow, Home on the Range, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, In the Footsteps of Bin Laden by CNN, then four National Geographic DVDs, Kung Fu Killers, Inside the Green Berets, Predators <laughs> at War, and the World's Worst, Venom, hmm. followed by Peru Civilization, Resident Evil, Storm Rider, Clash of the Evils, The Kremlin from Inside, The Story of India, The Three Musketeers, and finally, Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> <laughs> so he's really veering from documentaries about himself to chicken little to a lot of yeah. Disney <laughs> when he needs Pixar. to es- <laughs> yeah he needed a little bit of escapism from the heaviness of of course his Being current himself. situation yeah uh, you mentioned Nicolas Cage and Eric Roberts on IMDb Nicolas Cage has 105 credits he currently has 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 projects in production for 2020 one of them is 1000 in which he portrays detective Darren Reeves that's in pre-production okay. Eric Roberts mm has 580 total credits. Jesus. He has 55 TV, film, and shorts across 2020, eight in 2021, and 13 that have no year attached to them. How does he do it? Even the COVID is not slowing him down. <laughs> no, that's right. If anything, he's ramped it up. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, and in keeping with DVD collections, if you Google who has the largest DVD collection, it is a man, according to Forbes in 2015, a man by the name of Theo Kalamirakis, $300,000 is the value of that collection, and he thinks that maybe, although he's never spoken about it publicly, Martin Scorsese has a larger collection. Tony? American special forces are closing in on that man's bunker. Yeah, right now. Have you, do you know that about Scorsese, Tony? Is he mad for it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Scorsese would have, you know, 35 mil prints. Right. He wouldn't have DVDs. Yeah, he'd have the actual you'd, actors. He'd need a lot of room for movie prints. Yeah, he could get the actors to come and recreate the films <laughs> in his lounge room if he That's wanted right. to. Uh, excellent work. Well, that is the team effort. Thank you so much for uh, for being part of it today. Let's go around the room. Tone plugs. Oh, it was a sizzle town. A new one Love came it. out a few weeks ago. Let's not forget that the uh, Get This podcast are going up on the uh, sizzle town YouTube page as well, which we'll link to, which is a Correct. lot of fun. Thank you for that. Uh, Rossi. Ross Noble podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, we are yourself and myself are reviewing music videos. We've uh, yeah. we've done uh, what have we done? We've done the weekend. Um, yep. uh, Blinding lights. We've done a wide for sound with Cliff Richard, yep. and I believe Amazing. we're uh, we've got Halsey. Halsey, of course. Yeah, she's Halsey, come out. You yeah. should be sad. Yeah, should yeah, be yeah. Sad. And then we've uh, we've got Shania Twain. Uh, yep. That don't impress me much. And also we've got uh, Peter Andre, a mysterious girl. Yeah. Very much yeah. on the horizon. Ash, you should come yeah. on. Tony, Ash, you guys should come on for the Peter Andre one. I feel like that's, I feel like that's got enough for all of us to deal with there. I know you've got a lot of thoughts about that one, Ash. Have you know we've spoken about it over the years. I love Peter Andre. I thought you might. All right, Ash, uh, plugs. Mate, just Ash Williams Show, and of course Patreon.com forward slash Ash Williams Show. Yep. If you want to get a free phone call, I will yep. call you 
yep. check in on you yep. um, and just be a friend. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, uh, and of course, myself, the Hughie Ned podcast is out every single day. And uh, hey, yeah, get it where you get it. And that's from the team effort. We're saying au revoir. See ya. <laughs>